Oh, what's happening? What is going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How are we doing on a Thursday? Appreciate you joining us. So on today's show, going to do a little conspiracy talk, betting conspiracies. I think conspiracies have been like all the rage lately in, in, in the media. So let's hop on the train. Let's hop on the betting or on the conspiracy theory train and talk betting conspiracies. So these are a couple things that I believe are sports betting conspiracy. Look, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know if conspiracy theory is the right way to put this, but let's uh, let's just get into a few different topics here. So the first one, I guess like misconceptions, conspiracies, I don't know, conspiracy. I'm not sure what, what you want to call it, but uh, let's get to it. The house always wins, right? This is the first one that we hear all the time, and most people walking around out there have this in the back of their heads. You can't win. House always wins. You'll, of course, have luck, have time to times, you know, have a, you know, lucky streak here or there, have certain situations where you have amazing runs, but the house is always going to win. And in sports betting, that's not the case because in sports betting, it's so different than anything else. In, in, in the casino, any other game where you can bet, it is a, you're not really playing against anyone, right? You're playing against a set of rules designed to beat you. In sports betting, it's very unique because we have something that no one knows the outcome to. No one knows what's going to happen this weekend between the LA Chargers and the Dallas Cowboys. We have an idea of what might happen, but it's nowhere close to a roulette wheel where I can tell you down to the thousandth of a percent what my odds are every time the wheel is spun. Blackjack, craps, slots, whatever you talk about, any other thing you can bet on, the house does have have the advantage. So you walk into a casino in Las Vegas, absolutely, the house always wins. That's why the (laughs) casinos look like the casinos. But do you ever ask yourself why they limit you so strictly in the sports books and why you can only get, even you listening right now, right? Even if you're some random person off the street, you walk in, you're going to get maybe five grand down on a college football game this weekend, even if it's a big game. You think they're going to let you, or you think they're going to limit you to five grand on the blackjack tables? Absolutely not, right? They're going to have you bet as much as you can because they know something in blackjack. And in the sports betting, they know that they don't know something. So they're, they're going to protect, uh, protect themselves. So this is the only thing, sports betting, where people, well, let's be careful because I know there's blackjack teams because as we talked about before, if you wait until certain times in the deck in blackjack, you actually can have positive EV circumstances, which means technically, if you don't get booted, you can make a living doing that. But it's much harder, you know, because it's expected in sports betting that that you're going to have ups and downs, things like that. Now, it's also important that you disguise and camouflage and don't get kicked out in sports betting either, because the same can happen. But this whole thing of house always wins, no shot, no chance, that's not true in sports betting. That's actually why I got into this. When I learned that there were people who did this back in you know 2012, 2013 when I heard about this. I was fascinated. I was like, get the hell out of here. No, there's not. And you know, you all know that I I prefer more of the mathematical approach to this, but that's the first kind of conspiracy, whatever you want to call it. The house always wins. I disagree with that. The second one is fade the public. Don't bet on what the public bets. If you see what the public's on, go the other way. And this isn't honestly the 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 secret about this one is most of the time it doesn't matter what side the public's on, right? Because and this is probably a topic for a different day for like a deep dive. We could spend half hour on this alone. But the idea is lines move a lot in the early part of the process. And who's moving those lines are pros, people with a lot of money or a lot of influence, not necessarily a lot of money, but a lot of influence in the market. Smart money is driving those early decisions. So come Thursday, 
Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you're hearing about all these public money reports on ESPN or wherever it may be, it's kind of irrelevant because let's give a quick example. Let's And this is a hypothetical game not going on this weekend, just an example, but let's say the Kansas City Chiefs open up minus three against whoever they're playing, random team, okay? And all the Sharps come in and bet Kansas City up to six. So Kansas City opened three, now they're six, and that'll happen probably within a day, right? So that'll happen like on Monday. Well, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday pass, Friday passes, it's still staying strong at six, but a lot of public is starting to bet, right? And now they're getting, the public's getting involved on Friday and Saturday, and then you wake up on Sunday morning and you watch a little NFL pregame, and what you hear is 80% of the public money is on Kansas City minus six. So naturally, you may think, oh, well, let's go the other way, other team plus six. The reality is it doesn't matter what side the public's on because that's not important anymore. The numbers already moved. Both numbers are bad, technically, <laughs> you know, because the way that you define a good number is if you or the, I think the best way to define a good number is if you can consistently or define a good bet is if you're consistently beating the line, right? Closing line value doesn't win money for you, but that's a good indication of generally if you're on the right side. So if you're constantly betting games that are minus three that close minus six, that's a very good sign for you. But if you're constantly betting games minus six or plus six that you had a chance to bet minus three, you're either doing one of two things. You're either taking a bad number at minus six when all the smart money is at minus three, or you're taking a number at plus six where all the sharps saw that, all the good betters in the world saw plus six and didn't see value. So you're either, because if they did, it'd be a plus five and a half right now. And if there's value plus five and a half, go back down to five. So by definition, what you're saying, if you bet now that the underdog on Sunday is I'm seeing something that all the smartest sports bettors in the world overlooked, and I'm going to be right 55% of the time. So all this comes back to, it really doesn't matter what side the public money's on unless public money is driving a line move. You get this sometimes, Super Bowl Sunday, uh, March Madness, where occasionally the public will move the line. Outside of those times, fading the public is just a myth. Maybe that's a good thing to do, like myths. We're spreading myths instead of conspiracies. All right, uh, let's see. Do we have one or two more? We got one more here. And this one may surprise some people if you've heard my shows before, but the third one and final one is parlays are bad. That's a conspiracy. That's not true. And you may say, what the hell are you talking about? Right? I know, I know right? So here's the thing. Just because a lot of bad bettors make parlays, doesn't necessarily make parlays a bad bet. Does that make sense? Okay. Parlays and teasers are a really powerful tool if you use them correctly. The reason why we always rag on parlays on here is most people don't use them correctly. And most people sacrifice a huge chunk of whatever potential edge they may have, or they increase the house edge by two, three, four, five times just by making parlays. You know, if you're, if you're making a 10-team parlay every weekend hoping to hit, you're just wasting your money. Go buy a, the, the goddamn scratch ticket. You know, so that's why I say that with, with, with the general sports bettors is because they misuse these parlays. But if we understand what parlays are, which means you're not making any more money by the parlay. A lot of people think you actually make more with a parlay. You don't. You make the exact same amount of money you'd make making singles and rolling your winnings over to the next bet. All a parlay does is hold your money until you win every bet on the parlay. Then you get the privilege of finally getting your winnings. If you go eight and one 
in a parlay, you don't win anything, obviously, right? But let's say you went 8-0 and you're waiting on that last game and you lose that last game. That 8-0 means something. You have a, you should have a right to that money. That's your money. You're 8-0. A lot of people go, who cares? I only lost the initial bet. No, you didn't. You won eight games in a row. That means something. You had a huge bet on the final game, which you lost. So if we know that parlays are simply increasing your volume with every leg, we can use parlays effectively. If I have a game in the morning that I kind of like, it's like a 54% bet, but I have a 57% bet and it you know, that night, I'll know two things. I'll know I want to make that 54% bet because it's still technically a winner, but I'll also know that if I make a parlay with less money initially and I win that first bet, now I won't have to risk as much up front. I'll, have, I'll still have the same amount of volume right on the second game. It'll be the exact same amount of volume I would have had regardless, but now I just don't have to spend that money up front. And that, that can be for all different kinds of reasons. Maybe you don't have that money in the specific account because let's face it, with a lot of different accounts, you're not just going to be flushing every single one of them. You know, that may be for specific reasons. You want to beat a line move. You want to beat an information move. You want to lock a line in. There's different reasons why you can make a parlay. Just because the average sports fan, just because bad sports bettors make parlays doesn't necessarily make them this horrible thing. So, All right, that is it for today's show. A little interesting conspiracy, myth, I don't know what you want to call the podcast. Name it whatever you want. Hope you enjoyed it. Good luck whatever you have going on today or tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Sports Betting Daily.